Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip chip a People wearing V-neck sweaters with the collars popping out. Oh, it's Rudy as the iconic... Paul Rudd and I Love You Man. Our favorite costume ever. But we get way ahead of ourselves. Always. We're back with another episode for you. It's been a while since we've recorded. I'm feeling a little rusty. It is. And this is a Halloween episode. And we were recording two days after Halloween, which feels a little weird. Yes, it does feel weird. I also don't want to feel rusty on a Halloween episode because these are very important episodes, and this one is very good. Do you Spoiler. Need to, do you mean to feed you a Snickers like they feed Jean candy? <laughs> and that'll get you ready to go? I had forgotten about that. Oh my God. Jean is precious in this. Everyone's precious. Everyone is precious. Yeah. We've watched this a lot recently, this episode. Mm-hmm. We watched it with our patrons as a watch party in October or September. And then we just watched it, obviously, recently for before we recorded this. We'll get into all things uh, Nightmare on Ocean Avenue Street. Biscuit is pushing his toy against my foot. So if you hear a squeak at any point, that's what is happening there. But first, we have a new Patreon subscriber to thank. And we've got to burger pun their name. Thank you so much, Sydney Warren. Moving forward, you will be known as the Kidney Bean War Enchilada Burger. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean to bring this back to you two, but the kidney beans and then like the enchilada it got me thinking about Jean's lasagna that we made because there was kidney beans in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you haven't checked out our YouTube, Skylar and I made jeans loaded baked potato lasagna that was mentioned and seen in the that rudy centric episode the yep. amazing rudy the so amazing rudy make sure you go watch that because we make the full thing and then we try it 
and, and we ate almost the full thing. It it spoiler alert, it was thirteen pounds. It was very close to Jean's fifteen pounds. Yeah. Anyway, back to your moment, Sydney. Sydney, thank you so much. We hope you like being a kidney bean war enchilada burger because I think it sounds pretty good. It does sound good. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. Thank you for joining us in Discord. And if you're listening and would like to have your name Burger Punt here on the show, you also don't have to have a Burger Punt on the show if you don't want to. But you want all the bonus stuff we have over at Patreon. There are so many episodes. We are losing count. But there's so many other fun things as well. Patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. Skylar, I kick it to you. Max Miller, are you ready for Skylar Sides? The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, ghoul. Love it. Yeah, we're, we're Halloween themed here. All right. So if you follow us on TikTok or Instagram, you know that I have shared the story about a house that decorated their front of their house like the re-re-re-grand opening of Bob's Burgers for Halloween. Some silly neighbor called the health inspectors on them because they thought that they were serving food there. Okay. That's not the fun fact. Don't worry. So I posted this on our Instagram. And supervising animator Britton Kimmons commented on the post. And he shared the most delightful, never before heard, you know, on on the interwebs, behind the scenes story at the Bob's Burgers office. I'm just going to read their comment because it's fantastic. Here's another fun story. We were throwing a little outdoor party for the office very early on in the series. I think we had either just been picked up for season two or our season two order was expanded. We hung a Bob's Burgers grand re-re-re-opening sign in front of our main building, along with some tables and a food truck we had rented. To us, it was pretty obviously not an actual restaurant. It had more of a private backyard cookout vibe. But we must have been more convincing than we thought because a handful of random strangers kept showing up to try out the new burger joint that had apparently just opened. A couple of them even made it all the way past us and into the building. Our receptionist had to run after them to stop them and break the news that we weren't a restaurant, just a cartoon studio. I would love to have video footage of that receptionist (laughs) just panicking. Just, just, no. Stop wandering in here. It's not real. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> not real burgers. Got a burger of the day. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that immensely. And we have a little Bob pun or Max pun to play before we get into this episode. Before we do puns, I have to say something that is pun related. The episode of Bob's Burgers from season 14, the third episode, the picklerette. Yes had a pest control pun that I've done on the podcast before. I think it was fairly recently. That's right. Max was like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't too long ago, but I did the, do I make you hornet baby pest control truck? So I'm going to pretend that was all me. It was all you. And I remember saying like, oh, I love Austin Powers. It's so you. Like so much so that when I did that pun, I was like, how have they not done this one before? I feel like I stole this from them, but I did not. And then they They did it. They stole it from me. Clearly, it was all them listening to this podcast. And they said, this man is a genius. We are using his puns from now on. Let's start with this. Do I make you hornet, baby? I love it. While we're on the truck for a second, I thought of you, too, in Nightmare on Ocean Avenue Street when the pest control truck came by because do you know what it is? No, what was it? It's a Babadook pun. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. I can't. 
great, Skylar. You can't remember it. There's just like too much in my head. I'm sorry. I've let y'all down, but it is a Babadook pun, and that's one of our favorite. I could probably look it up pretty horror easily. Horror films. On. The Bugaduck. The Bugaduck pest control truck. Love it. Yes. Well, we're doing burger puns this week, but they are all themed much like that pest control truck. They are horror movie themed. Yay! I'm so excited. Are you ready for your first pun? I'm so ready. The human polentipede burger. I will not eat that ever. Okay. Has to do polentipede? with polentipede. Um, like the human centipede. Stop! I get it. I get it. It's so gross. I'm like, how could you put this on the air? And then I'm like, Bob's could. P- Bob's would. So your your no, nope, my Bob. vote is you. Well, it is Bob's. God, Blech. Um, that's disgusting. There's not actually humans in there or centipedes. It's just polenta. Do you want me to tell you why I think it's gross? Yeah, I kind of do. Whenever you say that, all you're thinking about is human mouths to bums. It's true. And swallowing poop. So no, thank you. Spoiler alert. Some people haven't seen the movie, Skylar. <laughs> I you? haven't seen the movie. I know. Yeah, I have that, that was the joke. Everyone knows what the human oh. centipede is, I think. Are you ready for your next pun? Yes. I'm not hungry, That's but okay. I'm ready. Well, maybe you'll maybe some of these will get your hunger going up again. I don't know what that what, <laughs> what language do I speak? Your next pun is the wick curd man burger. Max. Yes. You know, because I love the wicker man so much. Mm-hmm. Your next pun is the Jason Moore peas burger. Max. Yes. And your final pun is 28 Braised Taters Burger. Max. Yes. Yay. I love that you went with three Max Originals because you, you're the scream queen in our house. I am the scream queen. And I wear that title proudly. Should we get into this episode, Skylar? Let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season nine, episode four, please? The title is Nightmare on Ocean Avenue Street. It's Halloween night and gasp. Some little punk, probably a terrifying mean teen, is stealing kids' candy right out of their hands. Louise is on the case. Her and her siblings will find the culprit and reclaim all the stolen candy, Daryl, Rudy, and Andy and Ollie in tow. Meanwhile, Teddy offers to decorate the exterior of Bob's Burgers for free to show the smelly good handyman who's decorating the store next door who's boss. Or as Bob would say tonight, the boss. I see you what, what you did there. there. Uh, I see what I did there. Uh, this episode came out on October 21st, 2018. It was written by Dan Feibel and directed by Tyree Dillahay. It's a classic. Tell me your thoughts, Skylar. Here's the thing. We're so obsessed with the hauntinging that I think sometimes we get too laser focused on it. And when we went back to watch this for our watch party and then rewatched it a few nights ago, I'm like, this is a perfect episode. This is a very good episode it's really fun i love that it's all pretty much takes place on the block and i love 
all of the costumes. I love all of the kids and all of their costumes. Let's chat about the costumes. Okay, let's let's chat you about them. You tell me, let's, who do you love? Let's, so in this episode, we get Tina as none of your business, as we'll see, spoiler alert, in the end credits. Uh, this is the iconic Louise as the dragon with the girl tattoo. Which, can I interject here, because I yes. put this in my notes. Linda says to Louise, oh, you flipped the script. And Louise says something like, what? And this is the second time. It's it's almost like this tiny, tiny, subtle joke that she isn't doing a pop culture costume. She literally just thought of this in her brain. It was already a phenomenal costume, but that brings it up like 17 levels to me. Yeah, there also seems to be like a slight running gag that she hasn't seen the movies, these like um, darker movies. Yes. Like when she was the um, Ryan Gosling in Drive, she's just, she's, it's from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I doubt she's seen No Country for Old Men, but she dresses as that villain, as yes. Anton Chigurh. So it's funny. Yes. There's definitely a running joke there. Or if she has seen it, it's, and I think we discussed this on Patreon with our peeps. She's watched it. When Bob's fallen asleep. I could so see Bob watching No Country. That's like the perfect movie for Bob to be watching late at night and fall asleep to No Country for Old Men. And yep. Louise sneaks out and is so about it, especially because we know they both have like the love of Westerns and it's got that slight Western theme to it. <sighs> yes, it's absolutely. Per- that's the perfect movie for her to sneak out and watch. Then we have Gene as Andre the Giant 3000. So Andre the Giant and Andre 3000 combined. Another as, fan favorite, I yeah, think. Yeah, as Gene yep. does. One of my early favorites, for oh, sure. there he is. Yeah, oh, I've got a little ceramic that our friend uh, Paul Makes made yep. for me, specifically. Mm-hmm. If you aren't following Paul Makes, I'll have this Gene ceramic, a picture of it, up in our carousel right now on Instagram, tagging Paul Makes so you can go follow He's and maybe amazing. get one of your own someday. 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 His figures go so quick. When you're old enough and you're an adult and you can spend your money on little figures. It's all we want in life, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> then we get the parents. And the friends. And the friends. Just, um, yeah, let's go through them. As you, you teased, Bob dresses up as Bruce Springsteen in his classic Born in the USA outfit. It's like one of my favorite Bob Belcher moments. He's so proud of it. And Linda doesn't like give him enough credit. She's like, okay. And I'm like, you look sexy, man. Yeah. You're looking good. It's it's a great outfit. I could see Bob enjoying a little board in the USA. Oh, yeah. Plus, they're from, they're a New Jersey family. That's true. So they definitely love him. Yeah. Uh, He's good. Maybe him and Linda have gone to the Stone Pony. No. What's the Stoned Pony? I think that's like the Stone Pony is like a classic bar that he used to play in or, Did or Asbury Park. There? No, I don't think so. Mm. Teddy is just like a generic disco. I'm a disco. Oh, my God. I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's come full circle. It's come full circle. He's like a like a 70s disco guy. Is that right? Uh, 70s or 80s? I guess 70s. Yeah. And then we get the kids. The friends. The friends. And we've obviously, as we mentioned, regular size Rudy is Paul Rudd and I Love You Man. Daryl is Pee Wee Herman, which is extra meaningful this year because Paul Rubens just passed away. So it's so like sweet to see him dressed as Pee Wee Herman. He's got, he's talking about platforms. He's got the platforms that Pee Wee dances to tequila 
in the yes, movie. Yes, Daryl can rock those platforms. He sure can. Let me interrupt you. Fun fact, Paul Rubens's last performance was on Bob's Burgers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who did he voice again? I can't remember, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll look it up real quick. Okay, so I just pulled it up on fandom. He was Pat in the season 13 finale, Amelia, who was like the masseuse. Wow, that was a huge... It was a great role. I loved that massage scene. Yeah, wow, that's that's amazing. That was his last one. Um, yeah, and so, but, but seeing this and Daryl, Daryl's like the perfect person to pull it off. He's just lovely. I just love the whole thing. Yeah, and Daryl also has, we know from Burger Boss, kind of a love for 80s... Well, he likes all games, but like that burger, the one that Bob's playing in Burger Boss is such an 80s video game. Yeah. So Pee Wee, you know, doesn't get more 80s than that icon. Yeah. So good. Then we get Zeke and Jimmy Jr., who are not dressed up. They boo. Uh, boo. They are the mean teens. And I think this episode really captures teens on Halloween. I was terrified them i was taught to be terrified of teens on halloween and they are horrifying i remember the age when you kind of like get there and you're like you still kind of want to go trick-or-treating but you don't want to dress up like a little kid Mm -hmm. so you kind of like still trick-or-treat in your normal clothes and with your pillowcase yeah and like people are going to give you the candy but they're like come on come on guy and they're also like nervous that you're going to egg in toilet paper their house. So yes. That was always the myth. Like the teens are going to shaving cream and toilet paper and egg your house. And it was really scary. And I remember one year I was so scared of the teens. And we went over to my mom's friend's house. And when we came out, our car had been egged. And I was like, it's true. The teens are vicious. I just remember it feeling so scary because I was so little. Did you ever do egging or toilet papering or? Okay. I don't think you knew this about me. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait to you're like, you're like, every night when you go to sleep, I sneak out. (laughs) You know that toilet paper you see floating around in the morning in our neighborhood? Um, No. So I had an obsession with toilet papering houses. An obsession? I loved the thrill of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But like I was young enough, like my mom and her friend, the same friend that I was just talking about, we'd like, like my mom asked her boyfriend, like, is it okay if Skylar comes and teepees your house tonight? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. So like (laughs) my mom and her friend would like take us kids and we'd like go toilet papering but they knew that we were doing their house you had like you got permission to toilet paper (laughs) it was so fun it's even more fun when it's it's you're not supposed to be doing it i know (laughs) okay but here's the thing i take egging very seriously because i never thought it was like i was like well you can just wipe it off but after that experience what happens is the eggshell gets stuck in the coat, in the paint coat of the car, and it chips the car paint, and yeah. that's just like fucked up. That's not cool. Don't yeah. don't egg kids. Uh, if you're listening to this, I did some egging as a teen. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. What? But don't do it. I'm like scared of you now. Don't do it. Wait, when did you egg? 
Well, you what see, did you do? Well, I asked, I, I knocked on people's door and I asked their permission <laughs> if I could throw an egg at their car. It was just a time, like when we first started driving, where we'd like Max, just drive by and throw eggs. You wouldn't hit people though, right? No. Well, you hit people, they see that it's you. No. Are you kidding me? And you did stink bombs in mailboxes? Yeah, but that was a little bit before. That was more innocent. Yeah. Oh my God, Look, Max. It's not, this is not something I'm proud of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a really great scene in um, Gilmore Girls where they hard boil egg Jess's car. (laughs) (laughs) What does that do? It's stinky. Oh. They just, they happen to have hard boiled eggs. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back to the episode. <laughs> Let's talk a little more. Oh, then we've got Andy and Ollie. As peanut butter and jelly. Of course they are. Oh, yeah. So good. I love, you know, when the threat of their candy being stolen comes out. First of all, I love it because the stakes are so high. Like, the stakes are not high as adults. We're like, we we can go buy ourselves a pack of Snickers if we want. Yeah, Louise points that out, that she can't just go buy candy like adults can. 
Yeah. So the stakes are so high and the fragility of Andy and Ollie and Daryl. And when Gene gets his candy taken, they are precious little lambs in this episode. And I love, yes, Tina's a little older, but I love the younger innocence of the whole thing. It's such a great plot. It's just, it's a perfect Bosberger plot. Yes. And I love the like whodunit-ness of it. I love who did it. Who did it? I love the um, nod to like the killer's point of view from horror movies. The very like Michael Myers or Jason. Yeah, yeah. Any of the killers, I feel like you get kind of get. What about Chucky? Little pitter patter when you're down on the ground and the camera's running. Yeah, that's a good time. A little Chucky, although I would say more like masked. Figures because you get the POV from inside the mask and you kind of hear like a little breathing. Yeah, I I feel like the opening of the original Halloween with Kid Michael with his clown mask on, that's perfect for. Yes, so good. Yeah, so we have really high stakes. Uh, We have a whodunit. And then on the side, we have this hilarious B story where the stakes are so not high, but Teddy has created them into something very serious. It's hilarious that this is like taking place on Halloween. So they are competing for Halloween decorations with an hour left. In the holiday. It it is dark outside. People are trick-or-treating. Yeah. And look, Sky and I are huge fans of Halloween decorations, especially elaborate ones. So I would be standing there probably just watching them, and I would be putting my vote in for which one I think is better. And it's the bat. It's the bat. Yeah. I'm sorry, Teddy. It just moves so smoothly. It's so cool. It comes off the building and flies out above everything, and then he's got the mist ghost. So good. My dream decoration, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but they're these chicken wire ghosts. And when it's dark, it's just chicken wire and you like mold them into bodies. Like normally, like maybe like, what would you say, Victorian dresses? Yeah. And when you shine the light on it, it just creates this like really ethereal, creepy ghost thing. Um, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. I just really like them. <laughs> so I like any like illusion stuff. I'll put some chicken wire ghosts in the carousel too, if you want to see what we're talking about. <laughs> you love this why stuff not? so I, much. I love the chicken wire ghosts. Okay, but I want to talk about Teddy's. Okay, he's got the spider, you know, and keep having to up the Annie. Classic comedy. I go like full on Linda and like mom and or like teacher when those chainsaws get up. What did he say? Well, I only had two chainsaws, so I had to use some nail guns. I am like, no, someone's going to the hospital. Stop. They are very lucky that it was just the bat that got destroyed because that was an accident waiting to happen it's so funny you want some fun facts i do let me let me pull up my notes here okay hit me with some fun facts okay so there's a moment where bob is reading the little uh letter from dr yap about the turning in your halloween candy whatever he's doing in this episode and it's hard to see but there is a reference to seymour's bay cool which is just further 
solidifying that this takes place in Seymour's Bay after we f- first like got the official announcement, the first episode of the season, mm-hmm. just one of the boys for now. Oh, for now. nice. Wait, before we go into more fun facts, did you like the reveal? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I'm not a big Dr. Yat fan, mm-hmm. so like... Uh, he's a he's a fine villain like it, it was you know I, I just would like someone else i'm not a big yep dr yap fan that's all got it i did like where the reveal happened that horror that haunted house and the like mansion what's it the, called the murder mansion is that what it i think blood was in it mercy I, mansion mercy i don't remember um they're I, screaming at us right now i love the effect of the blood literally running down the windows. I'm like, why hasn't someone done that in real life? Okay, while we're on that scene. Yeah. One of my favorite, very funny, subtle moments from this episode is when Louise goes inside to save the day inside the haunted house. And Jean and Tina are left standing out there together in like silence. And Tina goes, so how's school going? <laughs> so funny yeah and then also like when they come in and they've tackled dr yap and they're like how did you know to like tackle him and it's like we tackled a whole bunch of people (laughs) (laughs) so funny (laughs) okay so another fun fact for you is that inside yours truly stationary there's an inspirational poster in the background that's similar to the one that teddy and janine made Mm -hmm. this one though says today's candy is tomorrow's cavity I did know that. Relevant to the episode. Yes. And then just pointing out, we've seen, like like we said, there's so many Halloween costumes in this because there's all these townspeople around. Everyone's Mm -hmm. wearing Halloween costumes. We see background characters in Halloween costumes that we've seen before in the show. But um, when the kids stop by Edith and Harold's, Uh they are dressed as the Blues Brothers. Oh, cute. Which is great for both of them. So good. They probably love the Blues Brothers. Those are all the fun facts I have, and I mean, I think we should get into the end credits, because we've got a lot going on in them. Yeah, I think we should, There's a too. lot to dissect, so let's see the last moment before the end credits, which is Tina chatting it up with uh, Zeke and Jimmy Jr. But I also want y'all to pay attention to the music that comes in in this scene. Yeah, I think they ended with this because of the end credits. Yeah. What the end credits are, rather than the delightful moment before where all, they're handing out all the candy to the kids in the neighborhood oh thank you for mentioning that delightful moment of our heroes graciously handing out candy to the sad kiddos i mean i went in mutilation mansion with like fourth graders but cool mutilation mansion yes hey ask me what's in my briefcase well what's in your briefcase none of your business get it just kidding it's a crap load of candy whoa that's a lot of candy hot damn hallelujah you all got it come on come on come on oh, get away get away get away oh hey come here if i want to put some sweets all up in my teeth it's none of your business first of all before we get into these end credits i have to say that i love that Zeke just gets so excited. Yes. That he has to start uh, body slamming Jimmy Jr. Yes. It's, it, yeah. I love that he just can't control himself. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, he, I understand when he wants to, like, wrestle with, that's great. Yeah. But it's just like, he just, like, gets so excited. Yeah. It's like when Biscuit gets so excited, he has to start humping his pillow. Yes. He's like, I don't know what to do. It's like total, like, tween boy energy, yeah. I can imagine. It's so funny. It's so funny. I like, 
I just assume kids with like cell phones and stuff and video games that they're just constantly on their cell phones when they're hanging out. But the other day, I saw two friends when I was over at my mom's and they were just like in the field wrestling each other. And I was like, oh, so boys really do do that. Yeah, I did some wrestling. I know. I asked you. I was like, did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I like to do it with the kids that were like a little bit younger than me because I knew I could win. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. I would I would do it with a kid right now. No, that's wow. Don't take that out of context, anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's move on. I just meant because I would win. Hopefully. I, I Actually, I don't know if I would win. I don't know. You broke your arm on a hoverboard like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to fight a kid. Okay. I take it back. Okay. So then we have this funny moment. And the music's coming in, and to me, it just seems like a happy ditty, like a 70s little everything ended out, ended up well. Mm-hmm. But then... This great pan pulling out of the the town, and you see it from... Ocean Avenue. Up above. Wild Jeek and Jim... Jeek. Zeke and Jimmy... Jeek. Oh, Jeek, yeah. Yeah. Zeke and Jimmy Jr. are wrestling. You hear the sounds of the two of them, and then we get right into, as we heard... Tina's voice. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's happening in the end credits, Skylar. I think you should. Okay. So we are in just the white screen as the credits are rolling, and we are in a music video. Tina's in full nun costume. We got a close-up of Tina. Yeah. And you learn very quickly, unless you don't know of the song, that they are doing a parody of salt and Peppa's None of Your Business. So good. So let's hear the first line. If I want to put some sweets all up in my teeth, it's none of your business. And so then Tina says that, but then like Louise comes in and the camera's really tight on them. And she does this thing where she like, like yeah, puts her hand like in the a, camera. It's like a 90s rap video. Yeah. Like what, it, what was this like? Not talk to the hand. That's like too prissy. It's like this like... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I like watching you keep yeah. trying to do it. I look like Stranger like, Things, girl. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. You look like Eleven trying to um, kill Vecna. Yeah. Is that his name? Vecna? I think so. Um, we should mention the kids are all obviously in their costumes still. So this is, you know. Yeah, it makes it 10 times funnier. And then we get a shot of Gene from afar, and he is DJing this whole thing. So he is, if you know Salt and Peppa as well as I do, Spinderella was the DJ and that okay. group. So he's Spinderella, apparently. I love it. If she brings sticky sugar booms up into her room, it's, it's none, none of your business. From that shot of Jean, we get Louise and Tina kind of like just appearing and then mm-hmm. disappearing. Yeah, so Louise is in the forefront and then Tina's in the background, like being her backup dancer while Jean is DJing. And the move is like a marching thing. And this is how I'm going to describe it. Just think of Julia Stiles in Save the Last Dance. Yes. Doing like a cool hip-hop walk. Yeah. Like a little bit of a chicken move. That's hip-hop. That That's hip-hop. That's hip-hop. <laughs> and then there's one quick shot of like an above shot of Louise singing to the camera. Yeah, she's like looking up. Yeah. It feels very 90s music video, it's right? Great. Yeah. And then we jump to a close-up of Gene... DJing, looking at his laptop. If you think my cavity is a travesty, it's, it's none of your business. business. <laughs> the way Louise just goes behind Tina. Is I know. So, so funny. the camera's like, we, we had it on Gene and then it starts panning toward the right. And Tina kind of like 
bends into the camera and is moving with it. Look at her like pointing at the camera. Yeah, they do. They're doing all these very like, again, 90s music rap video points. And Louise moves behind her when she chimes in. Dan Mintz and Kristen Schaal's vocal performance in this song, phenomenal. So don't tell me what to eat. Did you go trick or treat? No, son of your business. Oh, I love Louise's like little like. She has like a little kid voice, but it's like none of your business. Yeah, and it's the camera. So, so the camera starts to pan in the different directions, towards the left. And now Louise kind of makes her way in front, and they're kind of like battling almost for space in front of the camera. And then we cut to a side profile of Gene close up, and there's candy falling around him. Now just because you're a grown up, it's raining candy. Yeah, it's raining candy, and then it cuts to a shot of all three of them looking up to the camera from the ceiling as the candy falls onto Gene's DJ booth. And we get a close-up of the record player going around with the candy on it. There's a close-up of Gene grabbing a piece of uh, lollipop and eating it. Blueberry. Even if you really were, you wouldn't be my friend. Just check it. Don't say... (laughs) So we get a shot of Tina and then Louise. And in the background, it's raining candy. But it almost looks like they're holding the camera, like their hands are around the camera and they're pushing it in and out and in and out. <laughs> like they're getting really freaky with it. Yeah. And then we get the <laughs> far shot again where Gene's in the background at the DJ booth and Louise and Tina are kind of standing in front of him and there's still candy falling. And then it cuts to a very quick shot from like the cameras on the floor now and they're all like huddled over it, looking mm-hmm. down at it. Mm-hmm. And then they're all gathered. Gina's come from behind the DJ booth. They're all gathered around like a kiddie pool. Is it full a kiddie of- pool or is it her, is her briefcase? Is it her briefcase? Uh, it I looks very large, so I can't tell. It's like a very large briefcase. Sorry, I'm going to go back just a little bit. Check it. Don't say nothing about my nougat. Talk about my chocolate. <laughs> if you got a problem. I love when they go, check it. Yeah. When they say check it, it's when they're leaning over the camera. I love it that. That it ends with them all like gathered around the candy. Gene still got that lollipop in his mouth. I still love that they're cutting off the visuals a moment before you want them to end and the song continues. They started that, I believe, in season one. And it's still, it's all, wait, I want more, which is such a good feeling to leave people with. Should we do lyrics here? Yes, please. Okay. So back to the beginning. If I want to put some sweets all up in my teeth, it's none of your business. If she brings sticky sugar booms up into her room, it's none of your business. (laughs) And then it's, if you think my cavity is a travesty, it's none of your business. So don't tell me what to eat. Did you go trick or treat? It's none of your business. Now, just because you're a grown up doesn't mean you're a dentist. Even if you really were, you wouldn't be my friendist. Check it. Check it. (laughs) Don't say nothing about my nougat. Talking about my chocolate. If you got a problem, my sucker, you can suck it. I mean, come on. Should we score them? Yes. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 10. 10. Yes, 100%. I want to watch this full music video. I want to see them tour. Yes. I want to see them live. I love the lyrics to this song. So funny. It is... Right up there with a Weird Al parody of a song, if you ask oh. me. Just pure pure joy, pure fun. These kids are hopped up on sugar. 
And they <laughs> and they're hip and hopping. They're hip hopped on sugar. That's hip hopped on sugar. That's hip hop highlights. Tina in her nun outfit doing this hip hop move. You're doing it again, the Julia Styles. It is. Do I look like Julia Styles right now, or do I? Do you see how I have? I, I got. Mean, the you head could ask movement. me that like eighty seven percent of the time. I will say yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch Save the Last Dance and I'm, see how I'm, it's aged. I'm so ready to. Oh, man. Get us a chair. Oh, we're going to do the dances. <laughs> no. I see. Okay. Again, Dan Mintz and Christian Shaw's vocal performance in this. They were having fun in the booth. I can tell. Oh, come on. Yeah. Great song. I love that attitude. I do, too. I do, too. I love that the kids are still in their costumes. I love that they're getting all the candy because they've earned it. And they're having fun. And Gene, come DJ my Halloween party. Also, the last person that is going to tell me what to do with my life is Dr. Yap. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know how I feel about Dr. Yap. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm not a big Dr. Yap fan. It's none of your business. It's none of Yap's business. Oh, wait. I'm so stupid. I knew this, but... It's her costume. None of your business. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it so much that I forgot it, and then it came back around because I was it. so hooked on the lyrics about the plot. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you finally figured it out. Those are the end credits to A Nightmare on Ocean Avenue Street. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go watch our YouTube videos. That's what I'm going to say here. I'm also going to say that our holiday merch is up. So if you want Christmas presents, if you want um, like matching Christmas outfits or holiday outfits, it is live now because we had taken it off. So that's bobscredits.com slash shop. Also keep an eye out on our Instagram. We have a very, very, very special collab. We are announcing um, with from pen to paper, Christy, you're going to lose it you're gonna be so excited it's 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 amazing so that's that uh anything else you want to say before we get out of here skylar it's none of your business got it it's okay none of your mr business i don't want to go listen to salt and pepper let's do it if i want to take a guy home with me tonight it's none, none of your business. business mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 